Hello everyone and welcome to our Favorite Things podcast. We are back with our weekly highlights, so keep listening. Hello everyone and welcome to your favorite podcast. (laughs) I don't know, it's not your favorite, maybe not right now, but it might be. For some of you it is, okay, I see. Okay. Hi guys, welcome back to our Favorite Things podcast. Thank you guys for listening today. My name is Tiasa and I'll be your host for this lovely April 27th evening. I think that's the date. Mm -hmm. Joining me as usual is my lovely friend and co-host. Morphe. Hey guys, it's your favorite host right here. Um, (laughs) There are two of us, so you want to pick sides now? Yep. (laughs) okay guys if this is your first time listening thank you welcome to the fam and if you're returning thanks for being loyal if you haven't already hit that subscribe button to keep up to date dates with new um episodes you guys can find us on twitter tweet at us at our faith pods and you can also find mofi and myself mofi where can everyone find you Y'all can find me on Twitter at MsBadmos, M-S-B-A-D-M-O-S. And you guys can find me on Twitter at It's Tiasa. Talk to us. We want to know what you guys are thinking, please. (laughs) Alrighty, let's get into it. Mofi, how are you doing? I'm good. What? (laughs) I feel like I want to just start, like, saying I'm good and just end there, but I'm good. It's, um, it was a really short week for me this week. I have two days off work, so really long weekend and it's nice weather in canada yeah the one day out of the entire year but it's nice (laughs) somebody Um, laughed at that (laughs) canada haters and i know all of them out there like i can count them but yeah things are good nice weather nice peoples all right all right i'm doing good as well it's always nice weather down in florida throwing shade um <laughs> and my week has been good. This was my last week of classes as a graduate student. So you know, Congrats. if you have a drink, cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Alright, so today's episode is going to be centered around celebrities. So it's basically like our weekly highlights celebrity edition. And we just gathered a lot of we gathered some you know, news in the celebrity sphere or just some topics concerning celebrities and we're going to talk through them. We also have a game at the end of the show. So Mm -hmm. for those of you that love our games, um, we have one at the end of the show. So let's get started, huh? Mm -hmm. All right. So if you guys don't already know, um, Times just released or well recently, I don't know about just released Mm -hmm. their list of 100 most influential people and as usual there's just this really long list of people either good influences or controversial influences i don't want to say bad um yeah yeah so mofi what do you think about just the idea of the list in general i think it's pretty it's pretty it's good because i mean it's you're picking only 100 people out of the thousands and millions of people that do um, influential things like mm-hmm. in our world and taking a look at the list I'm just like oh my gosh like there's so many other people that can be on the list but also like 
why do we and i know like influencing can be in different ways but like the idea that we have these controversial people on the list like why do we actually have them on the list yeah they're problematic they're very controversial a lot of them have done very problematic but things. very so problematic things on the list like who exactly are they influencing and we don't want them like if they influence people then we don't care about <laughs> exactly. we don't care about the, their type of influencing yeah honestly i agree with you because for me it's like are you almost like you know promoting it's like giving more attention to it which i think is honestly not necessary like there are some people on that list where i'm like i don't think everyone should be seeing them as like an influence you know but um yeah yeah that's that's but i I guess i like the idea that the the people that are actually doing good work or even some people yeah people that are doing good work and some of them that we don't even know about yes and that they take time to recognize mm-hmm. i don't know how many people actually read the list or read all the read. people there mm-hmm. um maybe only reading people that they know but i think it's um it's a good idea yeah and i like how they do it of how they have another person maybe in the same field write about the person and a lot of times you see these very heartwarming and very moving messages and i think we'll get into some of that very very personable so um mofi and i are going to just talk about our favorites on that list and just a little bit about um about them uh so mofi do you want to start us off Mm, i had a lot yeah, um, so just give us, you know... I'm trying to pick. Okay. Um, but the first one I want to talk about, he's not necessarily like... I don't, I don't really know... I didn't really know him and really watch his stuff. But Riz Ahmed, so he's a mm. British actor and a mm-hmm. rapper. And for those of you that maybe watch movies, he was in Four Lions and Star Wars uh, Rogue One. And he does a lot of, like, work um, surrounding, like, um, immigrants and... Um, this idea of really feeling out of place. He, mm-hmm. he really talks about feeling out of place in Hollywood. And he talks about representation of what. There was one thing he said in his video on the Time website about... And I'm just going to quote him. He says, I think we should stop talking about diversity. And we should start talking about representation. Yeah. Diversity feels like something that, that's added. Like an extra, like mm-hmm. a bonus. Mm-hmm. But representation is fundamental. It's something that we should expect. Like we should expect that there should be representation. representation. Diversity almost feels like, yeah, okay. Then we can add this diversity. Yeah. There. Yeah. But representation should almost come second nature. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he does act- activism work to help Syrian refugees. And there was an essay of his that I, wrote, I read this morning, actually, when I was prepping. Mm-hmm. And he, his essay was about... Um, his experience being typecast as a terrorist mm-hmm. and how fiction can permeate a stereotype. So how like people that look like him mm-hmm. would be cast as a terrorist or the person or like these stereotypical like Pakistani trying to navigate American culture and how those ideas tend to lead to a stereotype in our world. Yeah. So the effect of Hollywood in today's society. So reading, I don't know, reading about him, I almost spent like two hours reading about him because oh, wow. he was like, he's just doing a lot of stuff and he's very vocal. He raps also. So his music really, really talks about like the immigrant experience. And I think he has a song called Post 9-11 or something like that. Like he's very active and very outspoken. So I thought yeah. it was a really interesting option. And he was also on the co- one of the covers. Of, yeah, he was. Um, for the magazine. So, But like, I think everybody, do you think, I think everybody gets their own covers. Like if you were on I it, think so. They picked oh, yeah? five. Well, this year they oh. picked five. I think in twenty fourteen, Beyonce was on just the one cover, but this year they did five covers. So the top, so top people in the different categories 
got to be on the cover, but they don't give oh, everyone a cool. cover. Yeah, I mean, that would be 100. Yeah, that would be 100 different yeah. covers. That's why I was like, oh, do they make everybody have their own cover? You know, people, they have the money. I guess they can do that. But, I mean, like a personal one for you to keep at home. Oh. Like, this is your cover. Not that it's circulating to everybody. Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. this year, I think they just decided to do five people. So, they gave five people covers. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, we'll do... Should we do one-one? Yes. Yeah, okay, so my first um, favorite person was Ed Sheeran, and oh Taylor boy. Swift Taylor Swift wrote his, and I just want to pick out a quote, and she was talking about how she was talking to him, and then he told her, I'm never going to win a Grammy, mm-hmm. and she was like, no, you're going to, like, you're, and you're going to sweep the whole thing, and then next thing, mm-hmm. he plays her thinking out loud, you know, a couple months from then. And it goes on to win a Grammy. And I just thought that was really amazing. It's like he doubted himself. And like here he is now. Like arguably one of the one of the good, really good artists out there. So right. I thought that one was really good. I mean, um, and if you've not listened to Sharon's music, what are you doing? Yeah, I was very happy to see Ed mm-hmm. on there. Me too. Um, <laughs> we're on a first name basis. Yeah, clearly. Um, <laughs> I've I've actually had the opportunity to see him in concert and he's actually really good. Like he's a one man performer mm-hmm. and like before going to his concert I was like, Oh my gosh, like what exactly is going to happen at this concert? But like it was so much fun. Um he had like it was so good. <laughs> um but it was actually interesting because I don't know if you watched that video that was circulating online about when he went to Liberia for the Red Nose Day thing. No, I didn't. You haven't seen that video? No, I haven't. Let me write write it down. You need to actually see it. So he went to Liberia, I think, to... I don't know if it was to um, take a video for promoting Red Nose Day. Mm -hmm. And essentially he was... um, He met, like, some homeless kids and... Um, he followed this child. So the video essentially was a Sharon and this child are talking... It's a child called JD who lost his mother to Ebola and who was abandoned by his father... And he was just showing us the realities of where the kids sleep, mm-hmm. these kids that are homeless, where they sleep on the streets, and how they have, like, no food to eat and no shelter and no place, like, they don't have shelter and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know why? He told his camera crew, he's like, I'm not leaving until JD and his friends have a place to stay and food to eat. So he kind of got them an apartment, somewhere to stay, and he was just talking with the guy about, like, what do you want to do in the future and stuff like yeah. that. So it was very interesting to see it um, in that in life. life and yeah doing something um i guess inspirational like i don't really know why they go specifically like to these spaces to film to film these things but it was um it was nice to see yeah yeah i know he went to a couple of other african countries i know he also went to ghana which was behind the inspiration for one of his songs yeah and that's when he culturally appropriated (laughs) well you know you know what i'm not going to go into it because i feel like this should be a different podcast so we're going to talk about cultural appropriation if not we're going to be here forever (laughs) i just had to i just had to Okay, so that next year, Europe. Oh, okay. So, um, uh, somebody else that I want to talk about is Viola Davis. Viola oh, was babe. on Time 100. I also don't watch a lot of movies, but for me, my criteria of picking these people, I didn't really pick maybe one person on my list that I really like, mm-hmm. but I picked people that I feel like have really, really, and I'm sure all of them have influenced, but I picked people that I feel like are doing great work mm-hmm. or saying greetings so viola um i mean she's an inspiration for women women of color like um 
she essentially embodies like the reward of like hard work hard work of mm-hmm. dreaming of like putting in the risk and just working really hard um she is the only black woman to be nominated for three academic three academy awards or three oscars oh, essentially nice. and she won I didn't know one. That. she won an oscar and yeah so and when we see viola like we win these awards like it's, it almost feels like it's a win for the for, community for, yeah or for black women because mm-hmm. you she expresses like her heart the challenges she expresses the journey that it has taken her to get there she's not um like she's not in her 30s or she's not young so she has no, been in the food for, a, for while. a while and she works hard to get where she is and it's very well deserving so i thought it was really nice i mean it's a win for for black women no viola is great and i love how she always brings attention to like what is important essentially yeah. not i mean not that there's just one thing that's important but mm-hmm. she does bring attention to important stuff so mm-hmm. i like that she was actually speaking at my school oh yeah yeah um i just i couldn't get to go but i rather, rather i couldn't go but she she came here to speak so mm, i hear i hear that was good i can imagine yeah. Yeah. As opposed to Murphy, I actually picked the people on my list based on people that I liked and also that I just thought were doing great in their fields. But yeah, mostly people that I liked. So my next person is going to be Simone Biles and her thing was written by Leslie Jones, which I thought was very interesting. You know who Leslie Jones is? Which one Leslie does? No, she was. She's an <laughs> SNL. <laughs> wow. Oops guys she's an snl cast member she's like one of the two black people that snl have on their cast okay yeah so um i just thought it was interesting that they didn't get another olympian or another athlete to write for her Mm -hmm. yeah but that was interesting so you as you may or may not know simone is like the greatest athlete of all time she's the most decorated olympian and something that leslie wrote that i thought was interesting is like simone is the best gymnast not the best black gymnast not the best Mm -hmm. girl gymnast she's just the best gymnast and i was like yeah (laughs) she's actually amazing like Mm -hmm. i I feel like she's honestly one in a million so simone bows is somebody that i really respect and i'm i was very happy to see her on that list i mean she's what 20 years old she is 20 so i know i thought that was that was great yeah she has a i mean for people that don't watch dance with the stars she also has like a really you wouldn't know this about simone because she's very grounded very strong Mm -hmm. but she also has like which we all do but she has like a backstory Mm -hmm. that um it's very emotional yeah for me when i heard it, it was kind of like oh wow um i would never have thought yeah yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's my turn. Yeah, it's your turn. Um, so... <laughs> um, so, okay, so who do I want to talk about next? Okay, I have only two people that I want to talk about next. Um, and I don't know if I want to end with my, my favorite person. Okay, I'm going to talk about <laughs> Gavin Grimm. Hmm, I don't know who this so, is. So, Gavin is a... Um, so Gavin essentially he's a transgender um, guy. He mm-hmm. he's I don't know if you guys if you guys watched the I think it was the Oscars or one of these award shows that when Laverne Cox came to um, present the award she was like I want you guys to just remember this guy's name Gavin because mm-hmm. he was going to I think the Supreme Court or something I think the next day so just want us to be aware. Okay. But he sued he sued his school board in 2015 um, for. Um, 
the um, bathroom so the, his school board because was trans his school board they allow him to use mm-hmm. um the male bathroom essentially so his school he sued the school board saying that the policy violated the federal civil rights law by discriminating against him on the basis of gender identity and his case made it all the way up to the supreme court wow. which he had never gotten there before <laughs> like and but in addition to that when the trump administration came in place they gave the school they gave schools across country permission to block trans kids from bathrooms of their choice. Well, so essentially, it, it, it was all the way up to the Supreme Court. And then and it just pushed back yeah. down. So right now, the case is still ongoing. And so he's still fighting it, not at the Supreme Court level, but he's still fighting it. And it really, his, his fights really, like, what he's fighting for has implications way far beyond just going to the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. It's really about the ability to exist in public space yeah and it's about a greater sense of belonging for all of us like yeah. not only trans people but this is very personal for their community for us to be able to belong and exist like at school at home neighborhoods wherever we might find our, ourselves mm-hmm. um but yeah so even when trump um um ruled or brought about rule this thing he protested outside the white house so see somebody young, um, trans kids, I mean, they're, I'm sure they're very resilient, I've gone through stuff. Yeah. Being able to fight for his rights and speaking up about it, it's very admirable. So. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I definitely admire that. And it's interesting that you bring this up because the other day I was going to the bathroom, TMI, and I <laughs> noticed that they just labeled a restroom, restroom, like on one side. And I was actually mm-hmm. thinking, why do we have male and female restrooms? Like, it's not as if anyone even uses the restroom with the doors open anyway so right. what's the big deal if the restroom can serve everybody you know right. and so I why mean, i mean it, it can not problematic but i mean i feel like we should have gender neutral washrooms for sure mm-hmm. but then some people bring up issues of women being comfortable using a washroom with guys yeah. like the whole idea True. of um, sexual assault or all of yeah. these things like so there's that but then you shouldn't say because i'm a trans woman and mm-hmm. now shouldn't be able to use a woman's washroom. Bat, um, washroom yeah that's just what it is like yeah. <laughs> i mean i'd like to see the research on like sexual assault and you know kind of gender neutral bathrooms because yeah. a lot of people even brought it up in the trans argument that why would a guy you know don't want him raping yeah, my daughter then, or whatever but then what we're saying in this case is that the person is not a guy. <laughs> or, no, it's what like I mean a, is, like, say a, a trans, oh. you know, like, I'm sorry, I'm mixing it up, but essentially, a, a maybe a guy wanting to use the woman's bathroom, but he's a trans woman, you know. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? But so he's a woman, sorry. So he's not a man. So he's not a man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, nah. he's a right, but so I'm saying that because he was a man doesn't mean he shouldn't be allowed to use the woman's bathroom. Yeah, so yeah. then bringing up the arguments about... A man shouldn't use a woman's it's, bathroom. Yeah, a man shouldn't it, use a woman's bathroom, but this person is not, not a man. A man so, right, like, who cares right. if the person was a man? Yeah, exactly. Right? That's, yeah, yeah. Like, that's problematic in itself. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's gathering. That's. <laughs> um, it's a different conversation. No, that's a different kind of day. Uh, that's, that's really good. So, my, I only have, well, I have two more people that I think I want to talk about because we just had a long list and we're just picking people from it. So, my next person is Constance Wu. And if you watch the show Fresh Off the Boat, it's like an a full like the ensemble cast is Asian. They're an all Asian cast, and it's it's really funny. I like it. I watch it, and she's actually my favorite. She's the mom on the oh, show. Yeah. yeah, and Lena Dunham, um, the creator of Girls, wrote about her mm-hmm. and was talking about how 
you know, just her role as being that pioneer person to be basically the first Asian American, you know, fully Asian American mm-hmm. TV show and how she's a part of that. And I thought, I just thought it was really good for me. I always, um, for me, Fresh Off the Boat is something like almost revolutionary for me. Like, I think about the fact that there's just no show like that, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I love me some Constance Wu. I love what she's doing, and I actually hope that we can have more representation mm-hmm. in um, in television. And I feel like she's paving the way for that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't watch any. I barely watch comedy yeah, you shows. Don't. So, but yeah, nice. Okay, so my last person is the one and only. Mama Ru, RuPaul. I knew you were going to choose RuPaul. Once I saw RuPaul on the list, I was like, Mofi is choosing RuPaul. I love Ru. So Ru is a drag performer. I mean, Ru is she, he, did ah. everything. <laughs> Ru, no, she, um, RuPaul goes by, he says he goes by um, different pronouns. Oh, okay, okay. According to him, it's like, you know what, well, like, I don't care if you call me he, I don't care if you call me she, as mm-hmm. long as you call me. Yeah. That's actually, like, an actual RuPaul. Um, because, I mean, when she's in drag, she, she's she. she, she mm-hmm. And then when she's not in drag, it's mm-hmm. Ru. And I guess it's like that. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Ru is a drag performer, model, executive producer, singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, TV host, radio, <laughs> everything. Ru everything. Um, my, 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 my one and only Naomi Campbell wrote Ru's... Um, Letter, yeah, I so that's about him. And she said, You know what? Like, I didn't care about like when I saw Ru, I just wanted to know where he was going. Like, he was the only one, he was the only guy that I knew that could rock like a dress and heels and slay mm-hmm. in, in that outfit. So, I love that guy. Paul's very entertaining. He's also an Emmy winning host, he's the host of RuPaul's Drag Race. And when you like, Ru is a fantastic host, he's actually one of the best hosts mm-hmm. out there. And I mean, he's he's the his strength, well, not strength, but speaks up for like people, um, like people that feel different. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he he gives them that strength, even the power. Even when you watch Drag Race, like a lot of the people they look up to him is giving a lot of drag queens the platform to express themselves. And even for people like, if I say people like me that had not been familiar with like Drag Race or drag, and that community almost extends to the mainstream in quotes community. Um, of getting a little glimpse of what's it, or getting a little glimpse of their their um, what's the word, their performance, mm-hmm. I guess, or their or their. There's a word I'm looking for that I can't really find on the top of my head now. So yeah, and one thing that Ru likes to say is, if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? If yeah. you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> I don't watch Drag Race, but you know, I, I kind of just cut on. <laughs> But yeah, I was really excited to see RuPaul on there. He nice. does really great, great yeah. stuff. Nearly I saw him, I was like, yeah, you're going to choose him. Okay, so my last, the last person I'm going to talk about is one of my faves is, of course, the man, my age mates, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chance the Rapper. And Common wrote his. I was actually really excited to see him on this list. And I think maybe I was also a little bit surprised. Okay, maybe I wasn't surprised. He's been making waves in the past year and he was under the pioneer list um for the different categories and um Mm -hmm. i thought what common wrote about him was really was really cute um his mom his mom asked him to like 
give it, it an up and coming rapper advice and whatever. Yeah. And when Chance finally met him when he had made his first mixtape, he was like, I don't know if you're going to remember me, yeah. but you gave me advice or whatever. So I don't know, I just thought that was amazing. Things kind of coming full circle. And you know, Chance, he does quite a bit for his community in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's independent, he streams his music, so like he doesn't sell it. And mm-hmm. you know, he's just he's just great, man. He's great, and I'm so happy to see him on this list. Yeah, I think he's well. I think it's well deserved. Twenty sixteen slash seventeen has or sixteen has been a really good year for him. So it has very good for him to be recognized. Um, yeah, on this list, and he's a good influence. Okay, <laughs> he is. He really he's a is. good influence. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next thing, the next category is who we were surprised to see. And Mofi, did you have someone or you... I didn't have someone I was surprised to see, but I had someone that I didn't see and I was surprised that the person ah, was not on the list. Okay, so that that works. Yeah. Yeah. Should I do should I yeah, go ahead now? Yeah. So it may not be any surprise, but the person that I didn't see that I was surprised is Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Yeah, is he allowed to be on the list though? Oh yes, why isn't he allowed? He's not an American. Thing. Okay, it's a global thing. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised. 2016, like 20 past year, past two years has been a huge year for Trudeau. Um, even a huge year for Canada. I mean, mm. people can it, it can be debatable, but a huge year, year for Canada in this shift of the Conservative to Liberal Party. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's very popular. Everybody talks about how like the Canadian Prime Minister he. He is the face for, you know, what, like, Canada is welcoming and mm-hmm. accepting and everything. And I was shocked that he actually yeah. did not make it on, on this list this year, which was very, was very shocking. But what was interesting is that, so they usually do, so Time usually does a reader's poll mm-hmm. where they list all, they list 114 people um, to be considered mm-hmm. and their readers vote on who they want to be included on the list. Overall, it's still going to be the editor's um, decision, decision who's mm-hmm. going to end. But I think they pick one person that they would bring from the read. The person that has the highest um, votes would be the winner from the readers list. And Trudeau, so I think it was Trudeau, Pope Francis, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg got three percent, so they were second. But the first person, the winner, essentially was this controversial president, the president of the Philippines. Um, President Rodrigo Duterte or Duterte, I don't know how to say that mm-hmm. properly. And he's extremely controversial. In June last year, he waged an aggressive war on drugs that killed more than 8,000 people in the Philippines. That's what they like now. His, all his anti-drugs, like he's very anti-drugs. So and anti-drugs essentially is anti a certain group of people. Group of people, facts. And all his anti-drug campaigns, like they've been, got, they've been getting opposition from like human rights groups, mm-hmm. and he even called Obama the son of a whore. Wow. And but maybe the, and it's, it's just it's very interesting. Um, I was reading the essay that the person wrote because I was like, what is this? How? Like, how, <laughs> how did this you write about this person? Mm-hmm. And the person essentially was not necessarily praising like him. Mm-hmm. In the last quote, the person said there would always be drugs in the philippines whether the president likes it or not the tragedy is that many more people are likely going to die, to die. as he learns his lesson yeah. i'm like so why the why is he on this is list? this person on this list as because okay so one of the things he was saying i was watching some of his videos today and he was saying how 
His mantra really is that the Philippines is not a colony, that he only answers the Filipino people. So he's his own, like, they're their own people. Whoa. They don't have to listen to any world leaders. They don't have to listen to Obama, whoever. They don't have to listen to people. So maybe that's when people think that he might be influential. But he's doing tons. He's, he's yeah. too, like, to 8,000 yeah. people. And we pick him over at freaking Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. Yeah, <laughs> I know. My Canadian, like, what? I know. I mean, for me, the only upside I would see about it is that Right now, I don't know if you knew about him before, but I didn't. So I didn't. Now I there's I didn't. <laughs> now there's I mean, more awareness. Yeah. Like, and this might just be me being ignorant because I'm sure many other maybe other people knew about him. But yeah. when I was reading it, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Like, I almost I was going to text him and be like, "Tessa, like this is crazy." <laughs> I just read something and my mind is like freaking blown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it happens in a lot of states where they have very problematic leaders anyway. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I was surprised that Trudeau wasn't on there, and then surprised that this freaking guy was, was there there. instead. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Um, JT, <laughs> yeah, like JT freaking Trudeau, there. man. Like, yeah, okay, problematic so <laughs> for me, I was surprised to see someone on the list, she was on the pioneer list as well. And this was Ivanka Trump. And when I was making this list, I told my brother, you know, that I put Ivanka Trump on this in this section and why I put her there and he asked me to go and watch a video unfortunately mm-hmm. I have not watched this video because he said that might kind of change my opinion or something right. so I haven't watched it yet so maybe after I'll tweet and let you guys know if I learn anything but for me I was just mm-hmm. kind of confused as to why she was listed as a pioneer like a pioneer in what she her daddy became president and she is his assistant and her husband is his senior advisor like, mm-hmm. even in the the person, her friend's write-up about her, she said, oh, um, she, something about education and human trafficking initiatives. And I looked on the internet, I don't know if my search was just not <laughs> rigorous enough, but I didn't really see anything about that. All I saw was that she's affiliate, affiliated with some charities that, you know, she gives money to. Hey, she has a lot of money. Um, yes. So for me, I'm just like who is Ivanka Trump influencing in what way and you know why does she deserve to be on this list and she's kind of quite high up as well so you know I'm just I'm just a little bit confused about that um definitely taking up somebody else's space someone else's space honestly like I mean most that I think a lot of people know her for is that she's in the fashion industry and you know who's that okay i don't know so i was just surprised about that you guys can let me know your thoughts um if you thought she should be there and why and yeah i actually don't know much about it so no comment (laughs) yeah that was just my my two cents okay so speaking moving a little bit moving away from the time 100 can i can i give an honorable mention please just real quick i'm not even going to let us harp on this but this is somebody that's very popular in the influential stream, and it can be just—it's very debatable. But Beyonce was on the time list, I think, in twenty fourteen. She was mm-hmm. also on the cover, mm-hmm. and recently this week or last week, it was she mentioned that she announced a scholarship, mm-hmm. and the scholarship is to encourage and support young women who are who are unafraid to think about think outside the box and are bold, creative, conscious, and confident. And it's for people that are really either studying creative arts, music, literature, or African-American studies, studies yeah. at some specific institutions. So I just thought I should give you a seat, since we're talking about influential, influential people. Influential yeah. I was like, why couldn't she be listed again? But <laughs> I guess you don't I guess you don't get that. Yeah. Well, people do. People have been listed like seven, eight times. Obama, I think, was listed seven, eight times. Yeah. Oh, bless. 
Yeah, there's but, a lot of people that are listed multiple times. It's possible. Yeah, Beyonce, possible. man. Beyonce doing it. For, and I noticed some, like, historically black universities on there, like Howard. So that yeah. was good. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, moving away from times list, but still talking about people who are influential in mm-hmm. certain aspects, we're going to discuss the little incident that Blake Lively had um, at an event and I believe it was for oh my gosh I forget right now variety um, power variety power varieties power for women event in New York yes okay and it was um was it sexual sexual assault or was it trafficking, oh, trafficking? um child sex trafficking yes child sex trafficking and pornography yes and so this is um something that Blake advocates a lot for that I yeah. I didn't even know this you know and Blake so, is, yeah yeah she's what were you gonna say. So I just want to give a little bit of context that Variety, their event, this Power for Women event, is mainly to highlight five prominent women who are using their influence to bring attention to worthy causes. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, that's some good context. Yeah, so um, I was going to say, I didn't even know that, and I follow her on Instagram. I guess, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if she, maybe she, I missed it, if she may have done any sort of advocacy on there. But essentially, mm-hmm. you know, they were at this event, and she was on the red carpet at mm-hmm. the event, and the reporter comes up to her, and he asks her, what are you, um, who are you wearing, I believe mm-hmm. was the question. And Blake replies, um... Essentially saying, do you have her direct quotes? Because I don't, I didn't have her direct quotes. Mm-hmm. But essentially saying that, why is he asking her that question? They are here at this event for you know sex trafficking for an important you know discussion. Why don't you ask her about that so she can use that platform to share more? Why are you asking me about my right. clothes? Essentially, and she was saying she also said, would you ask a man that? Right. So what do you think? And then, yeah, and then I think she goes on to say, um, yeah, something like that. That we should start using these platforms to ask. Serious question. question. Yeah, so basically, first of all, what do you think about the incident as a whole? Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, like, I'm on Blake's side. I think there's a time and place for fashion talk. Mm-hmm. And when you're at an event, a women's event honoring women for the work that they're doing, that is not a time and place for fashion talk. If it was a follow up question after you had asked, like, Hey, so what part of this, what part are you excited the most to talk about? Then, and you say, okay, yeah, so, mm-hmm. so what are you wearing? Mm-hmm. Understandable. But if that's just the first thing you lead with, it's kind of, I can't imagine like me being recognized for something, a good work that I'm doing. And somebody comes up to me and like, oh, so Mofi, sorry, what shoes are you wearing? Mm-hmm. I, would, I would be livid. Like I'm doing so much work and you're limiting this to just ask me what I'm wearing kind of it's kind of annoying i just right now it comes to my mind about how like even when you're at the grammys and i know this you ask them about fashion but some reporters will ask them who are you excited to see what are you like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's surrounding the content of the work of, of what the event is happening yeah to. so why can't they ask questions surrounding the content of the events yeah yeah, um, I, I'm honestly essentially on the same page with you, but just to maybe think about another perspective, do you think that the reporter was just following a typical red carpet script in that she asked who she was wearing and then maybe she was going to get to a question about what was happening? Who knows? But do you think she was maybe just following a typical red carpet spiel because you hear it a lot, oh, who are you wearing, who are you wearing? I mean, yeah, but that's not excusable. Like, yeah. I don't care if you're following a script, like... Yes, like it can go back to we need to fix what our reporters are mm-hmm. asking, but mm-hmm. it's still and unfortunately they were the person in front. It's like not to go there, but like with the whole Caitlyn, not Caitlyn Jenner, 
the, the whole Kendall Jenner thing that she did the um the Pepsi ad. The Pepsi ad, and I know reporters maybe they don't have that much power, but you're still the face, you know what you're getting into. You you two, you should be aware. Mm-hmm. So if a reporter is going to ask a dumbass question, then they should be able to receive the repercussions for the that, dumbass for that. question. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like I don't have much to say separate from what Mofi said. I thought it made absolute sense i mean why would you think that at this event like you're at a specific event you're not just at a random place as a reporter first of all you should be intuitive like you should be able to read the room you know what we don't want to see the headline the next day oh blake was wearing terry mugler no we want to hear about what she did so exactly and i know there's a lot of i don't know if you're going to ask this next but i know there's a lot of conversation saying but they asked guys the same mm-hmm, that was my next question they would have asked mm-hmm. guys a question i don't know like honestly i can't i can't confidently say yes they would have i can't confidently say that you go to an event because the event is called varieties power for women mm-hmm. so we're, we already naturally attach these kind of things to, to women, women fashion mm-hmm. looks mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. i cannot and I don't know if somebody can send me a link where I'm wrong, but I cannot imagine an event where it's something, something event for men and the reporters are going in and asking, asking who, was, who oh, are you wearing? So, um, Idris Alba, like, I'm sure, like, if he's doing great work, I'm sure they're going to ask him about his work or about something, not necessarily the clothes that he's wearing. Yeah. Reporting is sexist. Like, we know, yeah, of like, course. Women are, are broken down into of course. them being whatever clothes, being mm-hmm. a wife, being whatever, mm-hmm. and like removing the idea from women's achievements. So yeah. Um. At the end of the day, sorry, I'm just going to say this last thing. But at the end of the day, when we talk about like feminist movements and things like that, we need everybody to be on board. So even if this is the culture, and even if yeah, they might ask men whatever they're wearing. Let's take a step further and be like, okay, you know what? Let's ask let's ask women about their achievements. We don't care if we ask if women, we ask but women men, exactly. always have platforms to talk about their achievements. Mm-hmm. So you know what, as a reporter, I'm going to make this the case. Yeah. I don't care if it's the same question we ask men. We need to take a step, like we we don't need to like we have to move away from the status quo because if we stick with the status quo, nothing's going to change. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I agree. It's it's again goes back to the whole thing of, you know, talking about things that women should have or the way that we should treat women in relation to how we treat men. No, you know what? Do men get asked the same question? Okay, fine, they do, but don't ask. Don't ask us. Right. That's fine. versus equality. Like, I mean, That's we fine. can almost get equality if there's no equity. So we start from equity. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you answered my, my last question. was going to be, so when is it appropriate to then talk about these kind of things? When which, you go to... Like, <laughs> which like you the, answered. Like the Grammys, the Oscars, all yeah. these things. Even Oscars, you, you can even question. Or you Oscars, go to like, like a fashion show. You know show, that know. they go... Exactly, fashion shows. You know that they go, they spend so much time on their mm-hmm. clothes. All those things are pretty. Then you ask them what... And sorry, I just have to add one thing. I was watching a video about this the other day. And they were like, if you go on her Instagram, but Clavy has captioned the clothes she's wearing. So if you're really curious about what clothes go she's wearing, go on her bloody Instagram, okay? I like that. I like that. Yeah, Alright, so... <laughs> don't know anything. Blake, so moving on from Blake, our next, the next celebrity kind of discussion we're going to have is about Leslie Ann Murphy. I forgot to ask you a question, but I'll ask you at the end. Okay. And uh, don't forget. So, <laughs> it's Leslie Ann Murphy, and Mofi actually introduced me to her this year when I started the travel blog. I think that was her point of introducing me because Leslie is a travel journalist, so she, mm-hmm. she essentially gets paid to travel and write about it. And she was also a past Bachelor contestant season 17. 
I didn't mm-hmm. watch it, but she was on it. <laughs> and she mm-hmm. has just had surgery. She had a double mastectomy. And mm-hmm. she documented it right from when she was like in the planning phase, when she was getting all her treatments. And she's now been documenting her post-operative op- um, mm-hmm. journey. She's sharing it with us on Instagram. So mm-hmm. um, Les did the surgery, of course, because she, she would was positive for the BRCA2 gene and not to just get to medical here but when you're positive for that gene you increase your risk your risk of having breast and ovarian cancer increased by like mm-hmm. 40 to 85 percent so it's a big deal if you test positive for it and there are mm-hmm. many different preventive routes but Leslie chose to have the double mastectomy and this is removing of almost all of the possible tissue you can remove um, mm-hmm. from the breast so Really quickly, I just wanted to ask you what you know about breast cancer. I don't know anything about breast cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the fact that October is breast cancer month. Breast cancer yeah, month. And, like, and the fact that girls have to like touch their boobs in some ways in, to find out if yes, you have a lump in your breast. Yeah, so pretty, self-examination. That's my pretty like sucky knowledge of breast cancer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I feel like in just in general, breast cancer is not even really a topic of young people. And I'm saying that because most of the time when you see it, it's in older people, you know, from yeah. 40 and above. Um, but you can actually have it when you're young if, you know, you're positive for the gene. So I think it should be a conversation that is... Absolutely had more among just all women in general and even men because men can get breast cancer as well mm-hmm. um so but how what do you think about how leslie sharing her story spreading awareness and i think that? it's great because for me that was one like i actually texted you know mm-hmm. like, like what is leslie doing because i mm-hmm. think I, I don't i barely watch stories with sound yeah so i never know what's going, going on, on. Mm-hmm. and like when i saw that she was doing a party and it had boobs on it and my <laughs> breasts and things i was like yeah. what the hell is going on so i think it's a great way to spread the word because a lot of this like our generation now and today's society we're very social media-esque mm-hmm. and we just want things really quick so for her it's kind of it's just a good neat way to share the story and it's very like personal and i and i i commend her for that because it's not easy sharing your per- like i can't imagine like getting rid of my boobs right now mm-hmm. um it's it's very emotional and her putting it out there so that we are aware and we know that it's something that we should take more seriously i think it's very brave and um not everyone does it so i'm guessing yeah. grateful for her doing that but yeah i think it's, i think it's really great it's very detailed too yeah in her blogs i should talk about him she is she is very detailed i've been following her since i didn't even know she documented from like before she even had the surgery but i've been following it since and writing about it and just seeing the way people are sharing their stories with her and all of that yeah. and i think it's just a great way to spread awareness again leslie is young she's just 29 so again spreading yeah. that awareness amongst this population of people i right. think is very good and um, something she said was also that her mom um had yes, it before, her mom so had even it. having that open communication with parents and mm-hmm. kids that hey, you have to just be aware you need to check for these things because it might be very hereditary. Yeah, we don't we don't think about them um, a lot, especially as young girls. So if you were in her position, do you think you would have opted for I, the double? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would have been easy and I don't doubt it was easy for her to like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know what, let me just get surgery. Mm-hmm. But if like it's the chances are really high. So if I can avoid getting breast cancer, of course, like Yeah. 
Uh, I would too. It would be really hard for me because I'm very, like, needles, just the idea of needles scare me. Like, I can't look at my hand when they're drawing my blood. That's mm-hmm. how um, squeamish I am with the whole thing. So, yeah. again, it would have been very difficult, and I'm sure it's difficult for most people, but mm-hmm. I think I would have opted for it too. See? Yeah. Because it reduces your risk by 90%, even if you're positive. So, right. I think And, like, I know there's another option. Uh, like, either, either doing the double mastectomy or there's another thing i forget what it's called yes there's another treatment um, yeah i think it had a long name i actually read about it today and i should have yeah. written it down but like you can do that too um okay i think i you can do that too but the chance like mastectomy removes more of the mm-hmm, tissue, the tissue. Mm-hmm. so um the chances are the chances that you don't get it are higher than the other one um so yeah, yeah. i think i would have if, if it gets down to that and I guess it normalizes. She's normalizing the no, like not huge, not like grandly, but like she's normalizing the conversation about it. About she's opening, it. Open sharing of her scars and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, yeah, I'm sure there's some nasty person in the comments saying, "Oh, cover your shirts. You shouldn't be showing your body." People yeah. miss the point sometimes. Oh, all um, the time. All the time. <laughs> so, um, did you have anything more to add about Leslie? No, I'm just really happy that she's doing yeah, what she's doing. I am doing. too, and I'm happy she's happy yeah. and healthy, and mm-hmm. I love her. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, lo- I love what I see on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know her personally. Yes. Yes. Okay, so getting to probably the conversation that we have been waiting to talk, talk about. Right. Um, well, I feel like all the other conversations that we better than it now. Right, I know, I know, right? I think maybe that's why we saved it for last. Um, Yeah, incredibly trivial compared to all the other things we've been talking about is celebrity promposals. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've never had a conversation about this, honestly. I've just seen it, thought it's ridiculous, and moved on. (laughs) So I was reading this article, and I think it's the same article that they read on The Real now that I'm looking at it that um, basically saying that these high schoolers feel entitled to celebrity presence at their prom. You know, mm-hmm. that simply because they've done something elaborate, because a lot of them do these, make these elaborate videos that the celebrity should go to prom with them, right? And then if they, you know, that celebrity is now pressured because if they don't answer, then they're seen as a jerk. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if they don't say yes. So anyway, there's just a lot of pressure um, surrounding the whole thing and... And honestly, in my opinion, it's ridiculous. So, do you think high schoolers should be asking celebrities to prom? No. <laughs> Same. As simple as it is. Same. No, they, they shouldn't. Same. Like, like why, why are they? And I feel, and I actually agree with the article that I feel like there's some entitlement to it. Yeah. Why do they feel like they, they should? And I, and I know celebrities are people, but you don't ask, like, you don't come at me, me and ask me, why like oh movie would you go to prom with me so why do you feel like you have and i know like the service whatever but why do you feel like you have the right or the access um to that celebrity to ask them to go to prom with you and that's why? so personal too like i and and then you know you see some of these people like i was reading one today about how one guy asked selena gomez he did this elaborate thing when she didn't respond he kept asking and i'm just it's like really you never had no means no or <laughs> what are you trying it's to very do annoying very very annoying but um i think in, in on the real when they were talking about it they were saying how um we should we should like we feel bad for the celebrities or something like that and like anybody feeling bad for them no. like they like they can say no and they'll be fine if they say no like yeah. we're not feeling bad for them it's annoying no doubt like 
freaking annoying but like we're not going to feel bad for you no because it's as simple as you know what you don't even have to reply it's as simple as that or as simple as saying no like i'm sure there are more important things that you say no to saying no to a 16 year old kid is not going to end their world and if it ends their world you know what that person has to go and reevaluate their priorities in life essentially um (laughs) yeah we're getting we're getting he said but um Jimmy Kimmel, I read a quote from him and he said, don't look for your prom dates in Us Weekly, like that magazine. Like, it's just not cute. It's creepy. Nobody wants to go with, you know, you're 16, I'm 10, 12 years older than you. I don't want to go to your prom. How about that? Nobody actually wants to do that. How about that? And like, where do they get the idea that they can't? That they can't. Who has enabled them to do these things? I guess that's what I'm wondering. Like, why do you? And I mean, it's come like there's definitely privilege that comes with you. Of course. Why do you wake up in the morning and like, yeah, I'm going to ask Alan Gomez to go to prom with me? Like, mm-hmm. where? Where does that happen? Mm-hmm. And then you have the resources to make all these elaborate proposals. You know, again, yeah. it's a certain group of people that would be able to do that in the first Absolutely. place. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, sorry, so just to go back, so I wanted to bring this up, but then Jimmy's quote distracted me. So just to go back to, you know, being pressured into answering, um, there's, I was reading this article and it was saying that there's also a gender, you know, thing to it in that women Hmm, are more pressured than men to say yes in the sense that Mm. women have been kind of programmed to think that once a guy does something nice or elaborate Mm. for you, then yeah. you have to respond. You have to respond yeah. even positively. So what right. do you think about that whole, like, that whole well, yeah, thing? actually, I agree. I didn't mm-hmm. think about it initially. Yeah. But yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But like, so I don't feel bad. She's like, well, this guy's asking to go for prom, but mm-hmm. no. But if somebody asks again, Idris Elba, and he says no, like, probably won't care. No, probably like, won't how care. Many, how many women even, how many high school girls actually ask? Do the asking. Celebrities mm-hmm. to go to prom. Because again, you know, there's this whole idea, just even in general, of that the guy does the asking. Absolutely. You know, so... It's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. If you were, because you already answered my no. next question. <laughs> if I was a celebrity. If you were a celebrity, would you go? Yeah, like, no. Excuse <laughs> me. Like, yeah, why? Because I feel bad for you? Why? Because you threw a thousand roses in a lake? Exactly. I think, um, I don't know who was saying this in the room. I think Jeannie, but no, maybe not Jeannie. Maybe Tamara. It wasn't Jeannie. Saying about how, like, if the person has done, like, some good work and stuff, then perhaps I would go to prom with you, like, maybe as a as a rewarding code for your good work that you're giving into the community yeah. and stuff. But if it's just because you just want me to go to prom with you, then... What? You it. just want pictures on your wall? You want to show that you saw mm-hmm. me? You know what you can do? You can buy a concert ticket. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy a concert ticket. Well, I'm going to show up to your high school prom for free. Like... Honestly, it blows my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, why is it even a thing? Anyway, as Jimmy Kimmel says, let's just stop it. Stop the prom proposals. They're creepy. They're just silly. Go to prom with your age mates, okay? Do that elaborate proposal for the girl in your your class. Mm Mm-hmm. These prom kids, they look like they're 25, man. (laughs) We'll have a conversation for me like that, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Prom is such a thing here. Like it's such mm-hmm. a you know ideal. Anyway, um, 
I think the, the triviality of that topic has has had its <laughs> had its, its run. We um, have to end on on a light note. On a light finish. note, of course. So we're going to be right. Can I ask you my question? Yeah, sorry, I thought I was coming at the end. Go ahead. So if you, so since we talked all about this, if you could have someone influential on the list, who would you put? Does it have to be a person that was not on the list already? Yes. Damn it. Okay, because the person I had was already on the list. Yes, I don't understand questions. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, if I had to have a person influential on the list, um, I think I might do the, she's the head of the American, this is really about to be really sciencey or public health, but she's the head of the American Public Health Association, or she was, and wow, I just had her name and it left me. Wow, wow, wow. Dr. Kamara Jones. Ha, huh, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, she's the head of the American Public Health Association and she's just like basically phenomenal in her field in like pioneering public health initiatives, health programs. And if you guys don't know anything about public health, it's all about population health. Everybody deserves mm-hmm. to be healthy. And, um, just doing all that research to ensure that we can reach the most people possible. Um, she came to speak at my school recently, which is why, you know, she's an inspiration to me. So if I could have her, if she could be on the list, yeah, I'd have her on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, the person, I mean, there's a lot, but the person I think, not thinking about this, is Gina Rodriguez. Um, I think Aww. she's a great inspiration to, like, people in her community, but even just women. Like, when, I remember when she won, um, well, what was she winning? It wasn't an Oscars. I mean, it was a Golden Globe. You Golden always Globe. forget. I, I don't know which one's which. For um, Jane the Virgin and just like her speech and the passion that she, in which she received that award. I say award. Award. The word. Was really good. <laughs> um, and even just like each week, I think on Mondays, she does like this motivation Mondays that she shares pictures of people that are doing great things and it's just really like it just the passion that she puts into recognizing people, people. and again mm-hmm. representation is just great i think gina should be there i feel like she will be in the next couple of years that would that would probably be another person if if i had a list that would be another person gina is like my woman crush every day every freaking every day, day. if you had quick question because now it falls yes if you had to pick a youtuber to be on that list that's my question. Yeah, I already know your answer, but people Freaking don't know. Shameless Maya. I love this lady. Like, I feel like there's going to be a podcast where I talk about her, but I'm absolutely in love with Shameless Maya. She's a great inspiration to me. Like, on my daily my daily life that I live, she's a great inspiration. So if I could pick, I would pick Maya. Yeah. All right. No, I don't have Maya. If I had to pick, who was, you know, I love Maya, but like, besides her, I don't know. No, no one else. Right. Maybe maybe yeah, MC because she does she does some some work in Lagos that's quite inspirational. Anyway, <laughs> we are going to be right back with our game. You don't want zero mm-hmm. problems, big fella. Yep. If one more label try to stop me, it's gonna be some dreadhead niggas in your lobby.
So our game this week is titled I like giving the game's titles. It's titled Guess Which Celebrity. Sadly, you know, I told someone to prep for a game. But you'll know that Mofi did not prep for this game. So now I don't have any questions to answer, which I'm quite happy about because she's always hard on me. So today I'm going to show her what I've got. Right? Definitely. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my category is musicians and I have some fun mm-hmm. facts about different musicians. Mofi has mm-hmm. options. She has one hint for the entire game. And mm-hmm. um we're going to she's going to answer the questions. Let's see how many she's going to get right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, your first question is, this singer has two extra nipples. <laughs> <laughs> the first option is Avril Lavigne, Michael Bublé, Harry Styles, and Zayn Malik. It's either Harry or Zayn. Harry. Ding, ding, ding. Why do you know that? Okay, <laughs> moving on. This artist is the first to have two songs debut in the US Top 10 in the same week. A, mm. Ed, A, Ed Sheeran, B, Drake, C, Rihanna, and D, Beyonce. US Top 10 in the same week. Ed? Wow, you're killing it. Yes, Ed Sheeran. Okay, this is annoying. Are these questions easy? Okay. They're easy and maybe easy for me. I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. Alright, so the last question is, this is the only artist to have seven consecutive number one Billboard Hot 100 hits. Okay. Whitney Houston, Beyonce, Rihanna, and Elton John. Mm, okay, sorry. The person I thought was going to be is not. Seven consecutive... Um, number one, one Billboard Hot 100 list. Hits. So Beyonce, Whitney, Whitney Houston, Houston, Elton John, and... Rihanna. Oh, fuck. Yes, I think... I feel like it's almost Whitney or Rihanna. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I will say Rihanna. Wrong. Who was it? Whitney Houston. Yes. I knew yes. That. I you. When you when you narrowed it down, I was like, oh, she might get it. But all right. Good, man. Like, <laughs> you I are know, good. I know my stuff. You know like, your stuff. Two you know, out of three. A, you know I'm a celebrity, like person. person so. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. Amazing. It's like I can't make a quiz hard for her. I don't. Know. I think this is why I didn't like do mine because I take this very seriously and I wanted to like come up with the best I just couldn't find so I was just like uh, I'm good because it. the best would have probably meant hard for me <laughs> I'm glad I didn't get the Whitney Houston one I knew it wasn't Beyonce for sure yeah but... I knew it wasn't I would, have, I would have skipped Beyonce too Rihanna probably yeah. too your girl <laughs> you're, no. go- you're good you deserve something for this this is the I second do. quiz you're doing really well on or the third and Tessa was out to get me she texted me this morning <laughs> so you guys know and she was like I'm going to make this quiz hard so I was like biting my nails wow but I can't be defeated so clearly clearly undefeated alright oh, yeah. you lovely listeners that is the end of our episode and thank you yes, for yes. listening to us tonight just to reiterate we are on iTunes please subscribe review us we want to know where you, what you're thinking talk to us on Twitter yeah Yeah. Um, tell us some topics that you want us to talk about yeah let us know what you want us to talk about answer play our games you know answer our questions <laughs> I don't know um, something but just interact with us we'd love to know what you guys are thinking and your comments on the episode um, okay so that's it we will 
see you guys in our next episode what's our tag exit line oh don't forget to find something to be grateful for bye bye <laughs>